chapter thirty seven of struggles and triumphs or forty years recollections of p t barnum written by himself this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org struggles and triumphs of p t barnum chapter thirty seven mr and mrs general tom thumb part one in eighteen sixty two i heard of an extraordinary dwarf girl named lavinia warren who was residing with her parents at middleborough massachusetts and i sent an invitation to her and her parents to come and visit me at bridgeport they came and i found her to be a most intelligent and refined young lady well educated and an accomplished beautiful and perfectly developed woman in miniature i succeeded in making an engagement with her for several years during which she contracted as dwarfs are said to have the power to do to visit great britain france and other foreign lands having arranged the terms of her engagement i took her to the house of one of my daughters in new york where she remained quietly while i was procuring her wardrobe and jewellery and making arrangements for her debut as yet nothing had been said in the papers about this interesting young lady and one day as i was taking her home with me to bridgeport i met in the cars the wife of a wealthy menagerie proprietor who introduced me to her two daughters young ladies of sixteen and eighteen years of age and then said you have disguised the little commodore very nicely that is not commodore nutt i replied it is a young lady whom i have recently discovered very well done mr barnum replied mrs b with a look of self-satisfaction really i repeated this is a young lady thank you mr barnum but i know commodore nutt in whatever costume you put him and i recognized him the moment you brought him into the car but mrs b i replied commodore nutt is now exhibiting in the museum and this is a little lady whom i hope to bring before the public soon mr barnum she replied you forget that i am a showman's wife conversant with all the showman's tricks and that i cannot be deceived seeing there was no prospect of convincing her i replied in a confidential whisper for such chance for a joke was not to be lost well i see you are too sharp for me but i beg you not to mention it for you are the only person on board this train who suspects it is the commodore i will say nothing she replied but do please bring the little fellow over here for my daughters have never seen him i stepped and told lavinia the joke and asked her to help carry it out i then took her over where she got a seat in the midst of the three ladies ah commodore whispered mrs b you have done it pretty well but bless you i knew those eyes and that nose the moment i saw you your eyes must be pretty sharp then replied lavinia oh you see people in our line understand these things and are never deceived by appearances but let me introduce you to these two young ladies my daughters we are happy to see you sir said one of the young ladies they then enjoyed a very animated conversation in the course of which they asked the commodore all about his family and lavinia managed to answer the questions in such a way as to avoid suspicion the ladies then informed the commodore that there was a sweet little lady living in their town only sixteen years old and if he would visit them they would introduce him that her family was highly respectable and she would make him a capital wife lavinia thanked them 
and promised to visit them if it should be convenient as the ladies left the car they shook hands with lavinia kissed her and in a whisper said good morning sir meeting the husband of the lady some weeks afterwards i told him the joke and he enjoyed it so highly that he will probably never let his wife and daughters hear the last of it i purchased a very splendid wardrobe for miss warren including scores of the richest dresses that could be procured costly jewels and in fact everything that could add to the charms of her naturally charming little person she was then placed on exhibition at the museum and from the day of her debut she was an extraordinary success commodore nutt was on exhibition with her and although he was several years her junior he evidently took a great fancy to her one day i presented to lavinia a diamond and emerald ring and as it did not exactly fit her finger i told her i would give her another one and that she might present this one to the commodore in her own name she did so and an unlooked-for effect was speedily apparent the little commodore felt sure that this was a love token and poor lavinia was in the greatest trouble for she considered herself quite a woman and regarded the commodore only as a nice little boy but she did not like to offend him and while she did not encourage she did not openly repel his attentions miss lavinia warren however was never destined to be mrs commodore nutt it was by no means an unnatural circumstance that i should be suspected of having instigated and brought about the marriage of tom thumb with lavinia warren had i done this i should at this day have felt no regrets for it has proved in an eminent degree one of the happy marriages i only say what is known to all of their immediate friends that from first to last their engagement was an affair of the heart a case of love at first sight that the attachment was mutual and that it only grows with the lapse of time but i had neither part nor lot in instigating or in occasioning the marriage and as i am anxious to be put right before the public and so to correct whatever a false impression may have gained ground i have procured the consent of all the parties to a sketch of the wooing winning and nuptials of course i should not lay these details before the public except with the sanction of those most interested and in this they consent to pay the penalty of distinction and if the wooings of kings and queens must be told why not the courtship and marriage of general and mrs tom thumb the story is an interesting one and shall be told alike to exonerate me from the suspicion named and to amuse those and they count by scores of thousands who are interested in the welfare of the distinguished couple in the autumn of eighteen sixty two when lavinia warren was on exhibition at the museum tom thumb had no business engagement with me in fact he was not on exhibition at the time at all he was taking a vacation at his house in bridgeport whenever he came to new york he naturally called upon me his old friend at the museum he happened to be in the city at the time referred to and one day he called quite unexpectedly to me while lavinia was holding one of her levies here he now saw her for the first time and very naturally made her acquaintance he had a short interview with her after which he came directly to my private office and desired to see me alone of course i complied with his request but without the remotest suspicion as to his object i closed the door and the general took a seat his first question led in the light he inquired about the family of lavinia warren i gave him the facts 
which i clearly perceived gave him satisfaction of a peculiar sort he then said with great frankness and with no less earnestness mr barnum that is the most charming little lady i ever saw and i believe she was created on purpose to be my wife now he continued you have always been a friend of mine and i want you to say a good word for me to her i have got plenty of money and i want to marry and settle down in life and i really feel as if i must marry that young lady the little general was highly excited and his general manner betrayed the usual anxiety which i doubt not most of my readers will understand without a description i could not repress a smile nor forget my joke when i said lavinia is engaged already to whom commodore nutt asked tom thumb with much earnestness and some exhibition of the green-eyed monster no general to me i replied never mind said the general laughing you can exhibit her for a while and then give up the engagement but i do hope you will favor my suit with her i told the general that this was too sudden an affair that he must take time to think of it but he insisted that years of thought would make no difference for his mind was fully made up well general i replied i will not oppose you in your suit but you must do your own courting i tell you however the commodore will be jealous of you and more than that miss warren is nobody's fool and you will have to proceed very cautiously if you can succeed in winning her affections the general thanked me and promised to be very discreet a change now came suddenly over him in several particulars he had been much to his credit very fond of his country home in bridgeport where he spent his intervals of rest with his horses and especially with his yacht for his fondness for the water was his great passion but now he was constantly having occasion to visit the city and his horses and yachts were strangely neglected he had a married sister in new york and his visits to her multiplied for of course he came to new york to see his sister his mother who resided in bridgeport remarked that charles had never before shown so much brotherly affection nor so much fondness for city life his visits to the museum were very frequent and it was noticeable that new relations were being established between him and commodore nutt the commodore was not exactly jealous yet he strutted around like a bantam rooster whenever the general approached lavinia one day he and the general got into a friendly scuffle in the dressing-room and the commodore threw the general upon his back in double-quick time the commodore is lithe wiry and quick in his movements but the general is naturally slow and although he was considerably heavier than the commodore he soon found that he could not stand before him in a personal encounter moreover the commodore is naturally quick-tempered and when excited he brags about his knowledge of the manly art of self-defence and sometimes talks about pistols and bowie knives etc tom thumb on the contrary is by natural disposition decidedly a man of peace hence in this agreeing with falstaff as to what constituted the better part of valor he was strongly inclined to keep his distance if the little commodore showed any belligerent symptoms in the course of several weeks the general found numerous opportunities to talk with lavinia while the commodore was performing on the stage or was otherwise engaged and to a watchful discerner it was evident he was making encouraging progress in the affair of the heart 
he also managed to meet lavinia on sunday afternoons and evenings without the knowledge of the commodore but he assured me he had not yet dared to suggest matrimony he finally returned to bridgeport and privately begged that on the following saturday i would take lavinia up to my house and also invite him End of chapter 37, section 1